Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to Your Next Stop with Juliette Hahn, another Clubhouse favorite. I'm sure you guys are like, oh, does she interview anyone that's not on Clubhouse? I do, but I wanted to introduce you guys to Tracy Watts Serino. Hi, Trace. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here, Juliet. Thank you so much for inviting and, me. No, no worries. And you know what? I called you Trace. Uh, we've actually never seen each other and <laughs> don't know each other, but I felt like that just came natural. So I hope that's okay. Totally. I, that's why I reached out to you because I was like, some stuff that you said on Clubhouse, because I'm very new to Clubhouse. I just got on it. I think that was like maybe my second time the day yes. I reached out to you. Um, I'm like, oh, we have to be friends. So that's so natural that you called me Trace because I felt that initially. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I love. I love. Okay. So Tracy is an entrepreneur, author, and she is also a podcast host, which is going to be really exciting because I'm going to be on her podcast and we're going to let her get into all of that. Just stay tuned. Welcome to Your Next Stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. Okay, Tracy, so I love that you were in that room and I do, I totally remember it because can you tell, can you tell my audience what you just told me like right before we started recording? And I was like, oh, why didn't I record about um, what I said about preparing for, to be on someone else's podcast? Yes. So Juliet asked me these great questions about, do you send these notes out to people? Do you do that? And I was like, no, your podcast or, or your, her talk on Clubhouse made me, she like gave me permission to be my natural self. She said specifically, I don't prepare because the few times I've tried, I was fumbling with my notes, was so confused and felt like because the person was a big deal, I made my, she made herself nervous. So I said, oh my God, she's my soul sister. We have to be friends. I reached out to her right away. I'm like, we, I'm naturally really good at asking such random curious questions since yes. birth. That when you said that, I was like, oh my God, why am I not using my natural skill set on my own podcast? Right. And you know, I love that because that is so, and that's why I do those clubhouse rooms to do that. So when I first started interviewing people, just, I know if someone came to me and asked like, or was like, I want to be on your podcast or, you know, someone asked to be on my podcast or I asked them to be on and I gave them a laundry list of things. Like usually I do things so fast and like, I don't have time to dive into that, that I was not doing that. So I always ask, you know, to I really ask you to do nothing, just wear headphones and, and a microphone and, you know, come on, on time if you need to reschedule, reschedule. Because just what you said, I'm a very curious person. So I always ask questions because I love to listen. I love to hear people's stories and I love doing what I'm doing. So questions just come naturally. So I like, that's like my total way I do things. I just love to hear and learn what the person's doing. And then I come up with questions as I go. So uh, I, I'm so happy that my talk on Clubhouse kind of gave you permission to be yourself. So tell us first, like where you were, how you got to where you are and what you're doing. Oh, that's, that's a long, that's a long question answer. But I, I, my background is in hair and beauty. So I have run and operated a, an award-winning salon, top 200 salon for almost 15 years. Um, coming back from the pandemic, we came back strong. I had also, during the pandemic, launched a book um, that got pushed back and delayed because of COVID and all the stuff happening. So I guess 
the best way to, to say what, what all happened transpired is like in 2019, I was working really hard to set up that we had a really strong um, managerial team in place at the salon because I was preparing for not being there because the book launch was coming and, you know, this was like yes. a different chapter and COVID completely changed that. So I went, you know, for the sake of my team and everybody, I of course just went right into like working my butt off, taking care of everybody else and not really thinking about it. And then a lo- so many people on our team, like people had moved out of state right before COVID, which we knew was happening. And we had like a year to fill those positions. These were like really quality team members that had been with us a long time. And, you know, so it was all like, we're grateful. You're moving on. You're doing awesome. Um, we had time to fill. And it was a challenge. Like we were really struggling. Like, we had hired so many people that just completely did not work out. It was like in all my years in business, I we never had such a bad run. Okay. Of like right. people, we'd hire people. They seemed awesome, and I'm pretty good at reading people. And the, I mean, it was like I could write another book about the crazy stuff that happened in that <laughs> six months. Because you're like, no, never have I ever. It's right. like I would win any. I, 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 I would not let anyone play that with me right now because I would win. Like right, I take right, all right. your money. So wait. So that I, whole thing happened leading I'm up to like before COVID. Okay, so I'm going to pause you for two seconds. So where are you located? Where is your salon? So, well, here, I'm getting to that. So coming oh, back sorry. from it, yeah, so I was like coming back from that, we we came back strong, everything was good. However, I had to take a look and say, this is a different phase of my life. And my heart was calling me so much to help business owners and really dive deep into what my book is about. So Beyond Common, 12 Essentials for Success in Life in the Workplace is for any super busy woman to look at her life and say, okay, what are what's really require, required to be successful? It doesn't matter what industry you're in, there is a proven set of skills that you need to have to be successful. So this is the simple, uncomplicated kindergarten version of what those skills are. It's very simple guidebook. And then from there, for people that are training their teams, it's as simple as, before you start, you have to read this book. Right, right. You're going to eliminate so much time, stress, financial ruin of investing in people that don't, you know, fit right, right. by using it. So coming back, we I just had to look at it and say, okay, we're in this phase of having to rebuild. And my, I, as, as, as much as I love doing hair and I have been very successful and grateful for that so much, my heart wasn't in it to totally like start over. And if that was where we were. So I, I was offered for someone like our landlord, just like my girlfriend wants to buy it. If you don't want, I'm like, seriously, I not. Okay. It's yours done. Wait, that's so interesting. Cause I, <laughs> I literally just interviewed someone two times ago that bought someone's salon during COVID. So where are you located? <laughs> so in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. This is person's so in like, line. Cause I was like, that would have been, I think her person, she bought it from a gentleman, but I was like, that would have been so weird if, yeah. if like I had both of you guys on. So that's, so I just want to take my listeners back for one second. So you were growing, like as a kid, you did stuff. Did you go to school for hair and beauty? Like you knew that that's yeah. what you wanted to do. Okay. So and well, then you- I went, so I went to school for cosmetology, which is like the hair and beauty licensing. I did that in high school because we had a huge family and I did not want to be a starving college kid. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a psychologist. So I just was doing hair for 
to not be poor. And because I was good at it, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Well, that well, that's the entrepreneur in you. You're like, I got to do something to kind of fill the thing here. And then you fell in love with it. And so love, love the, it. But yeah. so this is what's so interesting because I was just talking to someone about this, that COVID, a lot of people decided, okay, you know what? I need to take a pivot in my life. Like this is not, like, this is not filling my, my cup. This is not filling my basket. I need to take a pivot. So that's exactly what you did. And because of the churn of COVID, you then became an author and then you started a podcast and then you did. So I love that you kind of were like, okay, that was an awesome time that I did in my life. I followed a passion, but now it's something else. So take us a little bit through. And I love that, that I, I, I'm going to have you dive into those, a couple tips if you could share with us, but yeah. So give us a little bit more about that journey as you, you know, kind of went through it. So I, at the start of my career in hairdressing, I was very young. I was 18 and I, um, I was offered to work like side by side as a, like assistant show hand for some of the biggest, um, like the biggest educators and platform artists in hairdressing. And I worked for free. I worked 18 hours a day, um, paid my own way there just to soak up how amazing, just to be around like the great people. And then, then as I moved up the ranks and became, you know, I guess qualified, I started teaching at these big stage shows. So Irvin and Louise Rusk are originally from Scotland. They were my mentors as well as their design team. And so over the years, I worked, you know, I worked, I said I worked really hard in poverty, so freaked out I was going to get fired from a, my dad laughed at me all the time, like, so you're not getting paid? Like, I don't understand right, that. So right, you're leaving right. your paying job. Like, he would pick on me and like, I can't get my employees to do this. I'm, did I drop you on your head? What's, like, it was like, I'm like, <laughs> no, like, I just didn't know people in that circle that I needed to be around if I was going to be the best. And I loved it. So it was just, I, you know, I just did anything I could to serve so that I could help and just better, be better and better. Right. So at some point I got good enough that I was on stage and then I would perform like haircuts, colors, advanced color techniques, and um, a lot of consultations and just like how to talk to clients and and like elevate your professionalism. I just naturally gravitated towards that from a very young age. So anything that was about professionalism and how, hey, there is a formula, like let's do this, I always felt magnetically pulled towards. And then people would hire me, they'd see me on stage and then they would hire me like a freelancer to create like these salon training programs for their teams. Got it. And so that happened organically. It was like a business I literally stumbled into, like fell fell into it. And that led me to end up opening salons. Like, oh, I should create that for myself. Well, going full circle now, the salon has been amazing, having people side by side, but coming back, I I just had wrote the book. It it it, w- it was delayed, you know, everything COVID. So that was all going to happen anyway. But my heart was just saying, I really love going in and helping other salon owners, other business owners. Right. And I've done a lot of work with Ten Thousand Small Business. It's an awesome grant program for any of your listeners. That's available. I think it's in fifteen cities across the nation. Okay. That you essentially apply to become you get an MBA in your own business and it's totally funded by Goldman and Sachs. It's the best. So I've done a lot of advocacy work for them during COVID, like just reaching out. And what's it called? It's called 10,000 small business. It's amazing. So, so that I, 
I've got to work with a lot of business owners in different fields and that type of thing. And it just has ignited my passion to really help and be of service to female entrepreneurs. So I love that. That's love why that. we're here, right? And then I started the pod. I started the podcast before we officially sold this, but it, it all happened so quickly. So quickly. So, what is your podcast? What is it called? So the podcast is called Beyond Common Business Secrets. Got it. And you talk literally what you talk about exactly. About what you talk all about. the like the the secrets of everything. Like like literally like oh Juliet was on Clubhouse and said you could be yourself. Oh, that is a business secret. Some of us don't take the time to know that. But actually, so, that's so true. That is yeah. so, people don't. They think they have to. They see someone running a business and they think they need to do what that person's doing. And what I am so passionate about is you have to be yourself because if you're not yourself, you're not comfortable. And if you're not comfortable, you're not attracting the people that are you're truly meant to help. Exactly. And that's essentially right. what Beyond Common 12 Essentials for Success is, is taking that step back to really dive deep into what what do you want? Right. Where what's your like how do we utilize your strengths? Cuz so many people get caught up on what I call the hamster wheel that you're just doing all the things and then you're deflate you're just de so deprived and de devastated laying on the floor right. going, "But I did everything." Yeah, but it could have been so easy and fun if you picked right. what was working for your strengths. Which was right, which is working for your strengths. And that's the thing. I like I always say also like analysis paralysis. Ugh. People also get into that where they're like, Well, I have to make it perfect here and I have to make it perfect there. In Clubhouse and the rooms that I run, I do get a lot of people that are either performed perfectionist I mean reformed perfectionist or are perfectionists. And that like I am not a perfectionist at all. Um and so I mean, I do, you know, as I said in the room the other day, I was like, well, no, I, it's not that I'm not at all. Like I don't just throw things, but like, I will th see what works. Like I am not afraid of failing. And I think of, in perfectionism, that is one of the biggest fears for someone that they are afraid of failing. And I always say you have to fail to grow, right? So yeah. you have to try all these different things to get to the main purpose of what your purpose in life is. And if you are a driven person, you will find it. And you know, you might fail a thousand times. You might fail twice. But so I think it's so important. And I love that you decided, okay, you know what? And, and that someone came to you and said, I'm willing to buy the salon. Let me do that. Like that all just aligned and worked out. And that's what I love. That's yeah, like I never so would have considered it ever. I, like it was just not on the radar. Like it was like, I almost thought in my mind that we had like, it, like it had to be this way. Like we can't have the book launch without the salon because that's like our success plan like so I did get locked in a little bit of perfection it, it, because I, I guess it was just the only thing I was used to and then totally. I was like then pulling it out I'm like no I actually can help so many more people this way well and also it's scary right to to do something that you have never done before and then sell your baby that you've you know been in and, and that was like your breadwinner to sell that and be like okay I mean that's scary and that it does take it takes a, a certain individual to be able to do that. And that is an entrepreneur, right? An entrepreneur is someone that's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a risk here. Hopefully yeah. it works out. Yeah. Well, because if not, it's like something else will. And yes. getting back to what you were saying about like failure, like I say all the time now, like failure is not a destination. It is many of the steps in your process to success, like you have to like stop looking at it as a destination. Like it's not defining you. You're not a failure. Totally. You're going to make mistakes that you can call like, oh, I failed if you want to. But this is just proving to you like, okay, that doesn't work, but 
what will, like this right. next thing. So I if love we just kind of look at it always like you're almost failing forward. Failing like, forward. Okay, I'm stumbling Perfect. and falling down and oh, okay, like, you know. Yeah, because it's really not like, right. And I love how you said that. Like, it's not really failure because failure is a negative word. Yeah. Mistakes and missteps are like a little bit more positive. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodis, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. So can you tell us a little bit about um, the Beyond Common Business Secrets? Like maybe a couple of your, t- you don't have to give them all away because we want people to go and 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 subscribe and get that free uh, guide from you. But can you give us a couple of your favorite and most, and you can see my hands moving here in the video, right? <laughs> uh, I love so, it, yeah. So I can you tell us what your favorite hands. like top three are to that you start with when, with your clients? When, oh, when going through the process? Yes. Of figure- so I always have people clearly define what they want. And that one people get stuck on. Right. So this could, like you think, like you're just listing a to-do, but when you really dig deep to what is it that you really want? What's like, what's your heart's desire? You know, it's it's bigger than that task. Right. So we have to, like, so we have many different techniques and methods to get you through that sort of, un, you know, to get you unstuck because people can be stuck there. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one. That's like the number one like roadblock or wall people run into. So I have many different techniques to help remove that. Then after that, it's like you have to define how the business is going to serve that need that you have. Right. And most people don't set up business that way. Right, 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 right. I didn't for years. And I am a recovering um, perfectionist to to cover up all the things that I thought were wrong. Right. So like it's been a years of journey of removing that stuff. So the next phase is like how to figure out how to make the business serve that, which you deeply desire that you really want. Right. And then you have to, then the third thing would be to like build your team around, Hey, you need people that you may not genuinely click with right off the bat, like how you and I did, Julia, you want to click but if you can find people that are your opposite, but you have similar values, yes. and there, there's a lot of tactical things that you can do to to find that. Right, right. So, so we kind of guide people through that process. Which is so true because that is such an important thing. I always say it's so important to surround yourself with people that lift you, but also that can fill in because we all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? I am a huge yeah. component. Like I am, there are certain things that I suck at. One is spelling. I suck at spelling and I really kind of, I kind of suck at grammar, um, too. Me too. And, and write, Me too. And writing it. Right. So I always know I need someone to proofread something. And I also know that like, there's other things that maybe I'm not as great as like an organization here because I'm all like, when I have an idea, I go and I always kind of need someone to be like, okay, take a breath let's think about this. Let's like, like, but I'm great at coming up with ideas and brainstorming and then taking off with it. Right. But sometimes you need to stop and be like, okay, let's, let's make this a little bit bigger. Let's kind of create it a little bit more from the idea and see where that looks. And I've done that for, I mean, for years where I've like, Ooh, what about this? And then it's like, okay, when you really then put it out on paper, it's like, I don't know if that, that makes sense. I don't know if that's going to serve what you wanted to. I don't know if it's going to make money. I don't know if this. And it's like, okay, you're right. Because I see where the missing piece is and there's nothing that can really fill that. 
But then let's figure out the next thing. Let's figure out the next thing and figure out the next thing. So I think that is such an important thing about really kind of surrounding yourself with people that can fill in those voids that, uh, that you have. And also just the brainstorming aspect. You could come up with even bigger things, right? Yes. Well, and it it almost has to be where you might not love it, but they have to be people that are confident enough within themselves to challenge that your ideas. Cause if, cause I, I suffer that same thing. I have a million ideas and people that don't have ideas, like they don't come natural to them. Think that's so amazing. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like my husband asked me, she's like, she has more ideas. She's brushing her teeth than I have all month. Like, <laughs> I don't even like, it's like a big joke. He's like, I'm watching your brain and I'm tired. Like, how do you do that? I wake up like, boom. And so to somebody else, that's like exhausting to me. I'm like, what do you, so it's like you need people around to decipher which ideas, right? Like you said, can you monetize it? Is it actually applicable right, right now? Is the timing right? So, but some people, because you're so strong in your conviction of your idea, don't like they, so you have to make sure they're strong with, yes. with okay, well, let's flip it upside down and break down why it wouldn't work. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's so true. And I love that you just said that about your husband because my husband says the same thing. My <laughs> husband's like, oh, the squirrel's going. He calls it the, squ- the squirrel in my brain. <laughs> the squirrel. And yeah. I literally, every time I take, I wake up and I'm like, I, you know, I've had dreams about ideas. I've had this and this. And I can literally, I wake up like this. I don't drink coffee. And um, the rest of my house is a little bit slower when they wake up. So when mom's like this, they're like, oh, okay. And I, I've learned very well because that's, you know, no one wants that in their face all the time if that's not how they are. So I know... I'm a very people person, so I know not to go at them, but there'll be times where I come in from my dog walk because that's where I get like my best ideas and my husband will be like in the kitchen getting coffee or something. And this is what I will say to him. Do you have five minutes to like, like discuss some stuff? Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't have the, the bandwidth to, to deal. Um, <laughs> And other times he's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, but it's so funny because he's like, oh, the squirrel's going. And uh, he gets this little smirk, though. It's like my favorite thing because my husband is way more laid back than me. He's like a very practical man. And I am like, you know, like this big ball of fire. And so when he gets this little smirk that he gets, uh, I'm like, oh, he loves it. And so it's that that's like his excitement. And so it's really funny because I get like, you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve when I'm happy, I'm happy. When I'm angry, I'm angry. When I'm sad, I'm sad. And it's like everyone knows it. But like with my husband and one of my kids, um, it's funny because they are very like kind of more um, – it, it, I guess internal. So, it, huh. and, and they don't, it's not that they're stuffing because we talk about like stuffing feelings. It's not that they're stuffing, but they do like, they're just not as outwardly expressive. So, you know, when it's like, they like something, they get this like little look and you're like, yes, all right. That's like me screaming from the rooftops, right? Yeah. Like they're just, th- they're just thinking their process is a little more thinking than just outwardly feeling it. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you said that. Cause that's exactly, yeah. exactly what it is. So Tracy, tell us where everyone can find you so they can, you know, your websites, your, your clubhouse, Instagram, all, all of your social medias, media. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, well, so we transitioned the salon into an online beauty product store. So that's like lavish luxury products. And that is on social, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that. So it's just lavish. And that is for Yanani beauty stuff. And then I kind of talk to professional, like salon professionals in that space too. But all of my stuff is Tracy Watts Serino. So YouTube is Tracy Watts Serino, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse. Yeah. Oh God, what all, did I leave any out? LinkedIn. I mean, all of them. My podcast is um, Beyond Common Business Secrets. 
it's everywhere, but you know, Apple's just the easiest, you know, so I just always tell people Apple. And then my website is tracywattserino.com. You can buy the book there. You can get some fun, you know, merch that's kind of fun and silly. And then um, my gift that I wanted to give for your listeners, if you go to beyondcommonbusinesssecrets.com um, forward slash guide, I have a specific guide that I created that typically I walk my clients through this and it's about $1,000. This is free for your listeners to walk themselves through. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. That's awesome. You're the best. So I'm going to have you spell your name because you do have an E in Tracy. Not everyone does. And I'm dyslexic. So I always have everyone spell everything. <laughs> so it's um, the So my name is Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-A-T-T-S. C-I-R-I-N-O. Right. And that's, you know, dot com on the website. And then on social media, it's just Tracy Watsarino everywhere. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. But yeah, it's Tracy with an E. I forget that because I don't, my dad always drilled it into my brain that that's how it's supposed to be spelled. Right, right, right. But no one's like, I, I'm always like, that's funny. Because it's not been until I was an adult that I met any other Tracys that spell it the same way. Same way. Right. I know, I know Tracy's both and one mm-hmm. spells it with the out any and one spells it with an e. So yeah, so that's why I wanted yeah. to do that. So do you have any like little tidbits just to as we close out that you want to share with the listeners? Anything that you um, just any words of wisdom? So I would say that my words of wisdom are to get you know spend that five minutes like when you're done watching listening to the podcast when you're done and really get clear about what you want. Because all these secrets that you share on your podcast that I, you know, the thing is, is that until you're really clear about what you want, everything else is just noise. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. And I also ask my listeners at the end, because you probably don't know this because you have come to when it's your next stop. But my podcast used to be called Next Stop Crazy Town when I first started it. And it was personal journals. It was stories, just life stories. And I had interviews sometimes, but it was usually just personal stories. And so um, I ask all my guests now, what does crazy town mean to you? Um. I look at it like something fun, action, stuff's always happening. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, so I see it as exciting. I've, I've existed there. I've I've wanted to be there at times. With, so I get it. Yeah, and I love that because I Crazy Town to me is my energy, my family, my kids, my dogs, my external, my internal, like all my family just is Crazy Town. So it's like very endearing to me. And so I always love to ask people what it is because, and a lot of people have said that it's like an energy, it's a fun. So I love that that's the name, like what the name has uh, brought. But Tracy, I'm so happy that you joined us today at your next stop. Guys, if you like what you hear, you know what to do. Go subscribe, listen, rate, review, but also go to Tracy's podcast. Tracy, say, tell us one more time what your podcast name is. Beyond Common Business Secrets. Okay. And go over there, listen to Tracy as well. I'm going to be on Tracy's podcast as well. So, which is like very fun uh, having, right. Me too. I'm really excited. We're actually recording next week. This podcast does not come out until spring, uh, late spring, because we are, have so many people that have come on that has shared what they have done with their passion. So guys, don't forget to come back each week and be inspired. And hopefully you will go and create something yourself. So Tracy, thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Juliet. I appreciate it. And thank you to all the listeners for being here. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week. 